welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Nibs. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And is this still pandemic, Wade, or am I just a fat guy now? I mean, potato, potato. Am I right? I, I guess so. You're beautiful either way. A rose is a rose. Thank oh, you, sweetheart. So, tell me, what's the premise of this show? <laughs> Are you new to it? <laughs> no, just give me a refresher. Okay, a quick refresher. Listeners, I gotta tell you, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Oh. I sprained my back this week, and consequently, I have decided that uh, in addition to the anti-inflammatory and uh, muscle relaxant for before bed that my doctors prescribed to me, that during the day I'm going to just get very high. You know, so I that's where we're it. at right now. I hear it in your voice. Okay, just so that we're up front, let's keep it real. <laughs> Extremely. Well, as always on an episode of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour... One of us, uh, me, Ethan, this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, or other such demon. And the other one of us, Shibble, has done nothing. Has done Mm -mm. no research, knows nothing of what I'm talking about, except for the name of the ghoul and where they're from. And this week, it's a twofer. Another twofer? Another, I love a twofer. Oh, listeners, like we Twix. spoil you. Twix. It's like Twix when you do a twofer. You know, that's how I think yeah. of it. Yeah, I like to get the two left Twix. Uh, what do you mean two left? The, one of them is always on the right. <laughs> Somebody hasn't been keeping up with the latest marketing trends. Oh, is it, is that their new thing? Yeah, yeah, it's their... Well, not new. I think that's been what it's been for a couple of years. Anyway. I would have gone with trans like Bud Light if you wanted to actually get in the news. It's true. It definitely helped raise their profile. Well, uh, this week, are you ready for this? We are covering mm-hmm. the Candy Lady and the Donkey Lady, both from Texas. Both from Texas. The Candy Lady and the Donkey Lady. They sound cool, right? They do sound cool. And they're from the great state of Texas. The yeah, Lone Texas Star is a State. Wonder- a wonderful state to live, I have heard, if you live in Austin. I've heard, I, you know, I like San Antonio, beautiful town. I, you know, I have friends Great in Dallas. Food. I would love to visit Dallas. My friend Mikey lives down there. Um, Jeff, uh, a lot of people I know live down there. You yeah. want me to list more? No, I just want to say, you know, for all of the political extremism that I think you tend to find in Texas, you also find a lot of really great people and a lot of really good food. And I think it's actually at a, 200 to 1 ratio political extremists to good people that you find down there i mean possibly i you know you know next time we'll do a head count (laughs) i'm just joking texas is really cool except for the cowboys that's the worst part of texas but we would never mess with texas no no everything's big in texas right especially the fat people Uh, yeah not me though when i was in texas i was still little old me really you didn't feel bigger no, no, Texas felt very big. I still felt like Chris. Oh, well, I guess it's untrue. But when you were there, did it stay there? What happened? No, that's Vegas. Oh, did you feel big in Vegas? Never been to Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I don't like gambling that much. 
I don't you like douchebags or gambling or nightclubs, so I've never I've I've been once and I really only went there for a show. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously world class entertainment and Wayne fine Newton. dining. Uh, obviously, if you want to go see Penn and Teller, they're still going strong. Do they still uh, have the uh, the one lion tamer who didn't have his throat ripped out, or is he gone? No, I think Roy is retired or Siegfried, whichever one. If if probably they both are. I think they both lived. Uh, they both lived, but one had his throat ripped out. Yes, I I I hope that they retired. <laughs> That's a sign. That's a sign. That would be like the lady who owned Travis the Chimp uh, getting a new chimp. <laughs> yeah, no, it's time to hang up the spurs. Yeah, get a new Let's... face and forget about a new chimp. Now, so Shibble, Candy Lady and Donkey Lady. Now, when I right? say these things, Shibble, when yes. I say Candy Lady and Donkey Lady of Texas, I want mm-hmm. you to start off the show by telling me what you picture, because you don't know what these what these things are, what these ghouls no. are. Tell me what you picture in your mind's eye. Give me your guess. I'm going to say these two are acquainted. I'm going to say these are not two independent legends. And I'm going to say that they are a uh, Halloween monster. They come out on Halloween, mm-hmm. and it is uh, a lady... That is handing out candy from the back of a donkey. But the donkey is also a lady. (laughs) And they're both evil. And the candy lady, maybe she's a little bit made of candy. And they're both strangely sexy. Which candy is she made of? Uh, She's made out of, obviously, everyone's favorite, Necco wafers. (laughs) Those aren't even candy. Those are like those are like what you leave on a pillow at a hotel. They are an acquired taste. <laughs> so a lady made of Necco wafers and a donkey woman. Yeah, and they're both kind of they're both kind of sexy with it. Yeah, like they make it work and they're attractive. Like you, you can be sexy without being traditionally beautiful. Certainly, it's true. They challenge traditional ideas of beauty, and they <laughs> succeed. Is that their main power? Now, their main power is their bloodthirst and superhuman strength. <laughs> All right. And well, Candy Lady can uh, shoot candy out of her hands. That would be sick. I, lo- I love your guess. I, I'm not going to tell you exactly how right you are or how wrong you are. You know, okay. whatever the case may be. All right. Um, end of episode then. Yeah. I'm just, just not going to tell gonna you. Talk and about we're going to stick with your guess. The Nixon administration <laughs> and um, its disgraceful end. Instead of uh, telling you, I-, I think I should draw a picture for you with words. Okay. Yes. Is it is it time for some narrative fiction, the way I learned best? Well, I, I mean, what else would I do for you, Shibble? I like to give it to you how you want it, and that is narrative fiction. And I, yes. I believe it's story time. Return of the Mac. It's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time. Story time. <clears throat> Beautiful. I don't think I have the vocal strength to read a whole story. I believe in you. <clears throat> Ariana, I'm so sorry about your grandma. I know how much she means to you. Honestly, I'm crushed. 
Tom Sandoval comforts his wife absentmindedly as he intensely brushes his greasy caterpillar of a mustache with a switchblade comb. He doesn't glance at her, maintaining eye contact with the women's compact he carries at all times to maintain both his lip adornment and well-lacquered white nail polish. Ariana thanks him for the kind words as she finishes packing to visit the gravely ill matriarch of her family. Are you sure you won't come and support me? I mean, my grandma means everything to me. Oh, sweet baby girl. You know I'd love to, but me and Schwartz have the big Memorial Day party, and that's more important than old people, or soon-to-be-dead people, especially soon-to-be-dead people. I understand, Tom. Just... Just tell me how much you love me. Six out of ten. I love Tom you too. Tom rules. <laughs> With that, Ariana, the loyal and beautiful wife of Tom Sandoval, gives him a kiss and bids him goodbye. The last few months have been tough. Trouble with the new business, friend group drama, and now potentially losing her best friend, her grandmother. At least she had her rock. Her husband was in her corner to take some of the sting out of the situation. Ariana leaves and makes the trip back home to, to uh, sit with her family member in these trying times. After Ariana departs, Tom sits quietly in his seat. He looks at his watch. He begins to count down. In three, two, one. The door bursts open and Tom's best friend, Dumb Schwartz, roars into the room. He greets his best mate with a bro hug because these guys are bros. Is the ball and chain gone? I don't understand metaphors, but Ariana left. Sweet, she's getting super depressing about her rotting grandma. Dude, she's not rotting yet. Have some class. I don't have any class. Neither the kind that entails good manners or the kind that you attend to learn things. That's why I'm stupid. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door. Schwartz and Tom look at each other and smile. They mouth the word, yes, at the same time and give a high five to each other. Tom Sandoval goes to answer the door. The door opens, and in steps Raquel. Raquel joined the reality show friend group when her mother dropped her off at Lisa Vanderpump's bar as an offering to the DJ, James. Oh wait, these are real people. Yes. This whole time I thought you'd made up this amazing story. I was really into it. (laughs) No, no, well, I mean... Trust I'm going to forget that these are real people. I've characterized them. I mean, if you think that these are real people, I mean, seriously, come on. Okay, fair enough. Boy, okay. They dated and then married. But And by the way, you need to learn who these people are so you can be caught up with Vanderpump. <laughs> Did you hear who James was, the DJ? James? No, who's James the DJ? He worked at Vanderpump along with the other people, and he was the DJ who married Raquel. They got married by a DJ? No, he is the DJ. Wait, James married Raquel because her James mother, her mother like dropped her off at the bar as like an offering to marry the DJ, like so she could be on the reality show. Wait, and this is a reality show? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so she dated James and then they got married, but ultimately divorced. James was one of the worst people anyone knew, and even he couldn't deal with Raquel. Is Ariana gone? I mean, no big deal, but is she gone? Sandoval and Dumb Schwartz assure Raquel that Tom's wife has gone to be with her ailing grandmother. Raquel strips down to her panties. What? Not yet. Have some class. I have no class. 
Not the kind that keeps you from being a home-wrecking whore and a Bambi-eyed bitch, or the kind that takes you taking school where other people learn things. Oh, you know how to talk to me, don't you, you little minx? Tom begins tongue-kissing Raquel in front of a picture of he and Ariana. Schwartz says there will be plenty of time for that at the Memorial Day party, and they should get going. The two adulterers agree, and the thruple heads to the holiday bash. The night proceeds as planned, with revelry, drinking, and loud music entertaining the 60 or so partygoers gathered around the pool at the palatial estate where the get-together is held. During the third time, Tom Sandoval and Raquel have intercourse, Sandoval's phone rings. He leaves his Lilliputian member inside of Raquel's cavernous gorge while answering. Yeah, hello? Tom, she's gone. Nana Mama's gone. Tom giggles and mouths, Grandma's dead, to Raquel, who tweaks one of his nipples. Sorry, I must have bad reception. I can't really hear you saying your grandma died. Tom, get down here. I need you. Where are you? Tom hangs up the phone and goes back to pleasing Raquel. Not physically. He is incapable of that, but just by the sickness of the situation. Yeah, baby. Tell me your grandma's dead. Now, you know what? Pretend you're her grandma and tell me I'm a dirty girl and you're jealous I'm alive and you're not. The two continue to make the beast with two backs, not noticing Ariana's friend, Miss Lala Kent, lurking in the shadows. That would be a mistake. <clears throat> what is happening? Lala saw them. Tom is cheating on Ariana no, with Raquel. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt. But Tom is cheating on Ariana with Raquel. Yes, yes. That much I've, I've followed. But Lala saw. Okay, and Lala's there. Yeah, she's another friend in the group. Lala's one of the crew. Yeah, obviously. She's there at the party, at the Memorial Day party. Right, you got it. And she saw them. Right. She saw Scandaval. Yes. She's she's an eyewitness to the Scandaval. Exactly. Okay. So later that night... This is Lala. Tom drops off Raquel at her little farmhouse. Okay, this is the whole timeline. She kisses him goodbye, and he slaps her lightly across the face and kisses her back. <laughs> okay. She loves men who have a wife. It gives her such a sense of competition and winning and control. Just like taking home the crown in her old pageant days. Fun. Raquel says goodnight to the donkey she keeps as a pet and readies herself for bed. She mm. drifts off to sleep after masturbating to Senator John Kennedy. Not JFK, mind you. Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. Fair enough. Different one. <clears throat> as she dreams... A dark figure approaches her property. Mm. A woman in a hooded cloak pets Raquel's donkey. Without warning, the figure produces a curved knife and slits the throat of Raquel's pet. Oh, Jesus. The beast groans as its blood spills over the hard dirt. The cloaked figure reaches the house and begins dousing the outer walls with gasoline. Once the house is soaked in accelerant, the figure lights a match and pauses before dropping it to the gas. The house explodes in ripping flames. No one could survive such a holocaust. However, someone did. Raquel mm. drags herself through the intense fire and forces her way through the front door, ablaze from head to toe. She is bald and screaming in agony. The oh, cloaked What? Oh, jeez. The cloaked figure watches with a smile. Raquel collapses in the dirt as the flames peter out, 
burns having ravaged every inch of her once attractive countenance and frame. Tom Sandoval attended Raquel's funeral with Ariana when she returned from her grandmother's. It was a small affair, as no one liked Raquel when it was all said and done, but Tom was in mourning. He wasn't able to love, but was infatuated with the mean-spirited tart. That night, Ariana went out, and Tom was left alone, in pain, thinking of his deceased former paramour. He decided to go for a walk along the water over the little bridge near where Raquel used to live. Each step brought thoughts of her body and beauty and sexuality, and Tom was overwrought. He began to pretend to cry, because that was the closest thing to crying he could do. Suddenly, Tom heard a footfall behind him. He turned and saw nothing. He continued to walk until hearing what sounded like the patter of feet again. He turned and again saw nothing. He pulled out his compact to check his stash and white nail polish. This time he definitely heard footsteps and turned. What he saw was a woman with a beautiful figure and a familiar gait with shiny flowing hair that he found almost familiar. Could it, could it be? In wonder he turned and began to approach the woman. As he got within ten paces, the woman looked up and Tom saw her face. The woman's visage was completely melted and the remaining skin had melded into a horrific donkey mask of flesh. The donkey woman screamed a shriek of pain and anger and tore off after Tom who began to run. Mm. As he got further away from the ghoul, another figure appeared at the other end of the bridge. It was an older woman standing, no, floating, three feet above the ground. Oh my god. She hurled something at him, and he looked down to see what she had lit- that she had littered the ground with Werther's originals. Her face was black, and she con- continued to hover over the ground, moving toward him. He had nowhere to go. Tom Sandoval was once again caught between two women. Only this time, it wasn't Raquel and Ariana. It was the Candy Lady and the Donkey Lady, vengeful spirits of Texas. A cloaked figure watched as the two spirits tore apart the screaming Sandoval. Ariana smiled gently and readjusted her hood for the walk home. Or maybe she'd make a stop at Schwartz's. The end. And this all happened on Vanderpump Rules. Uh, yeah, other than the uh, the donkey lady part. Okay, that part didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I blended what okay. happened on Vanderpump Rules with the donkey and candy ladies. Okay. See? Okay. I just I wasn't I wasn't sure where one had started and the other one stopped. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's the point. I don't. I want you to have to watch the show to figure no, it that was, out. It was seamless. It was seamless. Thank you. I um, yes. You wouldn't be surprised you know that if ex- you watched the show and one's face was melted. You know, that experience uh, reminded me. Okay, so she didn't burn to death. On the show? No, she's alive. Her donkey is okay. Yeah, she has no donkey, yes. Uh, oh, there was never a donkey. Well, there was, there was, there is a donkey involved in the story, but it, Raquel never but, owned a donkey. But, not, but Raquel never in the real one. No, in but the she is a jackass. Ha ha ha! Got her. Fair enough. So, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. But very good story. Oh, yes. That experience for me was a lot like when you were a kid and you would like find an old issue of Mad Magazine <laughs> and it would have like a parody of a movie you'd never seen, <laughs> but you'd read it anyway. Yeah. And like, like you couldn't really even follow what the plot was. Like you were like but 10, it was like, it was like Apocalypse Now parody and you were like, I'm yeah, sure this like, is funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, there are jokes in here, I guess. <laughs> this is cool. Good pictures. <laughs> that guy looks funny. <laughs> I trust Alfred E. Newman. 
Yeah, yeah, that was very much recreated that experience for me. That was I fun. feel like I was able to also to uh, while giving you a taste of the candy and donkey ladies, also get you up to date on Vanderpump Rules. Okay, good, good. Another twofer. Yeah, I, I'm all about the twofer. Boy, where else are you getting these kind of deals? But in the time you spend with Uncle Monster's Spooky Time, friend. no other podcast gives you such a bargain. So tell me about this, or do you have some facts you want to hit up first? Oh, we can do some facts. We have Uncle Monster uh, presents things Texas politicians say. Uncle Monster presents things Texas politicians say. Greg Abbott. In 2019, Greg Abbott's gubernatorial campaign sent out a funding uh, fundraising letter urging fellow Republicans to quote-unquote Defend Texas now from immigrants and take matters into our own hands. The next Mm. day, a white supremacist shooter at an El Paso Walmart carried out the deadliest attack on U.S. Latinos in recent memory. Yeah, I remember that Walmart shooting. That was a rough one. Yeah, well, they were just defending Texas now. Yeah, that's, yeah. You got to take matters into your own hands. Yep, good job, That's what the governor says. Uh, Number two, Greg Abbott. In 2013, when North Korea announced Austin was one of its potential targets for a nuclear strike, do we believe them? I mean, I mean, I guess there's a lot of tech uh, money there. Yeah, I don't think it was number one on the list. Probably not. Probably not numero uno. Yeah. Then Attorney General Abbott said in a speech that Democrats posed a greater existential threat to the state than a nuclear strike. The more dangerous threat we're getting is the threat from the Obama administration and their political machine, Abbott said. Well, I mean, <laughs> he hasn't gotten nuked, so if you didn't like what Obama said, I guess he has a point. No, no, no. But... He's saying a potential nuclear strike is less dangerous, not the threat of it. An actual okay. nuclear strike. Oh, an actual nuke. Well, yes, obviously, I don't think that's... I think that's hyperbolic. Yeah. I'm going to say that's, he's putting a little pepper on that one. Number three, the final one from Greg Abbott. Hours hours after Chick-fil-A announced in 2019 that it would stop funding a pair of Christian groups criticized for being anti-LGBTQ+, the governor tweeted a link to a news report on the decision and added, well, I'm headed to Bill Miller's tonight suggesting he'd prefer not to spend his cash at the chicken chain if it won't fund groups trafficking and bigotry. Yeah, and that's a problem with Bill Miller's really good barbecue, but a little problematic. Well, I mean, Chick-fil-A's problematic, and even they were like, well, we're not that problematic. And Greg Abbott's like, well, you better be. Yeah, if you're not going to be problematic, fuck you. I'll eat chicken elsewhere. Yeah, and Bill Miller's does a good chicken. I'll give him that. I've never heard of Bill Miller's. Is it? Where is it? It's a Texas chain. You b- you've barbecue been there? chain. I've been to Texas. I've been to Bill Miller's. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, Who's yeah. Better, Chick Fil A or Bill Miller's? Ooh, Chick Fil A can be is really consistent. It's much closer to your sort of fast food consistency. Yeah. Um, and boy, they keep those lobbies spick and span. You can tell they take some pride in their work. Um, but really bugs me that they're closed on Sundays. Because that's the time when I want to get a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And there's something always that feels a little disingenuous in the way they mandate their employees talk to everyone every time. Like, they're so on brand that's a little off-putting. What do they have to do? Talk to you? They have to, like, 
they just have like certain like exact responses that they have to give to thank you and have a good day. What are their responses? Like, I I can't remember. Have a uh, Chick Fil A day. No, it's like happy to serve you or happy to like serve that. you. Oy. May, no, not that. But there's some, if you like, if you go there yeah. at a well-run Chick-fil-A, they'll be saying the exact same shit every time you dr- pass through the drive-thru. Wow, really, yeah. really. Way to connect with the customer on a really uh, valid and honest level. Yeah. But their their food is pretty good. I got to give it up. Their chicken sandwich is pretty good. I, I haven't good. eaten there since they came out as anti-gay because I hate hateful food chains. That's understandable. I'll slip sometimes when I'm in an airport. Oh, I won't eat them or Papa John's, man. Uh, oh, what's wrong with Papa John's? He's he's a racist weirdo. Ah, oh, fucking goddamn it! Oh wait, no, Papa John's. I'm sorry, I was thinking of Popeyes. Oh no, 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 Popeyes is fucking delicious. Yeah, I was about to be like, there's no fucking fast food chain with a decent chicken sandwich I can get. If Popeyes, no, Popeyes was anti-Semitic, good. I'd still eat there, and I wouldn't feel bad. Fair enough. I'm Jewish audience, in case you don't. Well, I mean, listen, you know us. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny if I said that. You know what? I can say <laughs> Popeyes is anti-Semitic. I wouldn't even give a shit. That's how good it is. <laughs> now, Shibby, would you like to learn a little bit, uh, a little bit about the candy lady? Yes, and the donkey lady. <clears throat> We're going to start with the candy lady. Okay, so they're not like it's not one story. No, it's two stories. Okay. You were wrong about your connection. Okay, fair enough. I connected them in the story just so they could both be in it. Yeah, you didn't want to have to write two story times. That you'd have to catch me up on like below deck or something. Right, and I don't want. Oh, oh God, I hate that show. Okay, the Candy Lady <laughs> is a vengeful spirit of Terrell, Texas, in particular, but you know, mm. a Greater Texas in general. Legend from nineteen hundred and three to nineteen thirteen, Shibble, eight okay. kids went missing from Terrell, oh, Texas. Fact. That's a lot of kids. That's a that What's is the population, a lot of kids. huh? What would you guess the population of the town was, just to give me any idea? Uh, 13,000. Okay, yeah, that, that's a good number of kids for a city that size. Now Something's going on. Listen, we know what was going on. Someone or something mm. had snatched them from the safety of their bedrooms and feasted on their blood. Oh, their blood. Until left with a husk. You said that. Until left with a husk of a child, which would be hidden then forever. Hidden forever? Yep. Jeez. Now, the adults didn't understand how the kids disappeared in the middle of the night. You know, they're in their bedrooms. You think they're safe. It's because something's draining their blood and hiding the husks for Right, but they didn't know that. We know that. Okay, Um, we know that now. They didn't know that at the time. But this is how they figured it out. Some of the older children confessed a secret they'd been keeping for years. Okay. That they'd been dragging the younger children out and killing them. Yeah, and drinking their blood. Yeah, drinking their blood. No, that's not true. The kids told their parents that occasionally... Um, when they awoke, they would find candy sitting on their windowsill, mm. either written on the wrappers or on a piece of paper next to the candy was a message saying, can you come out to play from the candy lady? Ooh, that is spooky. Yeah. I don't like that. No. Ugh. If someone did that to my kid, I'd, uh, I'd move. Oh my God. Or I'd get rid yeah. of my kid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Take the kid. Take the, yeah, take the kid. <laughs> I don't eat candy. I'd get real thin. Uh, worried that if they said anything, the candy would stop coming. The kids had kept quiet about it. Smart. They ate you the candy. You gotta keep that candy coming. What a yeah. dumb town. Yeah. Well, it was a different time. Now, while searching for these eight missing kids, very odd things happened. 
Mm. The first weird thing that happened was when a farmer was working in one of his fields and he found a random candy wrapper on the ground, picked it up, and was horrified to find it was filled with bloody and rotten children's teeth. That is wild. This is rotten teeth. Yeah. And you know how it's a candy lady. That's why the teeth are rotten. There you go. You pick giving yeah. them all that ding dang candy. We need a dentist in this uh, hellish story. The next, yeah, you need. Uh, first of all, you need to shut down the town supply of candy. No candy comes within city limits. I think it's magic candy. You think it? Okay. Do you think this is not just a local serial killer? You think this is magical candy? Well, I'm just. I'm not gonna. I, I don't mean, want to say a, anything. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting theory. The next odd thing to happen was uh-huh. when a police officer actually this is real disappeared. While investigating the, okay. the disappearance of the children. Was he driving a Dodge 330 limited edition? <laughs> yes, he was driving a cursed Dodge. And, uh, okay, yeah, then he's probably dead with his family in his living room. That's where you should go. <laughs> a few weeks later, after this officer disappeared, um, they found him choking someone in the sub... Oh, I'm sorry, wrong story. <laughs> a few uh, weeks later, the body of the police officer was found in a ditch... Okay. The officer's pockets were full of candy, and both of his eyes had been gouged out. We're dealing with a stone-cold psycho. Yeah, it sounds like it. This lady is a goddamn maniac. Or is it someone completely sane making us think it's a psycho? Yeah, that's that's why insanity is not a valid plea uh, to save you from the death penalty in Texas. That's what I'm voting on. Yeah, you know, You know what? Everyone out there, you guys should know. Uh, with the death penalty, like whether you believe some people deserve to be killed or not, and obviously, like the guy in Texas who murdered that family, like I could see you going, like, yeah, kill him. Do you know four percent of people executed are innocent? It's fucking wild. You that cannot in this society. You cannot have uh, the death penalty if one innocent person. First of all, I don't believe no. in the death penalty. We don't have the right to kill people. That's no. not civilized. It's not it's civilized grotesque. society. It's disgusting to to sink to that level. You killed someone, we're going to kill you. Okay, very simple. Yeah, just wonderful. absolutely terrible. Disgusting. But then you add in the fact that 4% are innocent and we're that's barbaric. Yeah, that is fucking insane. Okay, so just that, you guys know that yeah. when you're discussing that. And if someone brings it up, there's a fact for you. That That's from a UK study because you can right, actually we're gonna, trust that. That's facts number two right there. Yeah. We're going to bang that one out. Yeah. Uh, so who was the candy lady, Shibby, and why was she taking kids? Do we do we know who the candy lady actually was? Yes. No. She was a goddamn psycho. They caught her. Yeah, it was it was uh, Raquel. She got off on a goddamn technicality. Many of the townsfolk assumed the candy lady was drum roll. Do you think you could pull up an actual drum roll? Yeah, yeah, I could. Okay, drum roll. Clara Crane. Clara Crane, ladies and gentlemen. Clara Crane Crane. was born in 1871. Did Stan Lee write her (laughs) that name? Yeah, she was married to the Scarecrow. She's the Crane woman. (laughs) She has all the powers of a crane. (laughs) That made me laugh. Sorry. In the mid-1880s, Clara married an older man named Leonard Gilbert Crane, and mm. that's funny. They had the same name. I mean, what are the chances? Small world, eh? Yeah. Maybe they were, Maybe that was a cousin. Was that her maiden name? Uh, no, it was not. 
Okay. It was Clara Anderson. Oh, there we go. Um, no relation. Uh, married Leonard Gilbert Crane and quickly gave birth to their only child, Marcella. Mm, That's a pretty name. name for a kid. Yeah. I don't mind that. I, I like, like that. You know, I don't like a lot of kid names, but Marcella's pretty for a little girl. Yeah, and you could call her Marcy for short. My mom's best friend is uh, one of her best friends is named Marcy. Marcy's a great name. You never meet Marcy's name. Yeah, she, yeah, you know, and she's so sweet. Uh, you never meet a mean Marcy for sure. Yeah. Uh, the three of them, Clara, Leonard, and Marcella, lived on a farm on the outskirts of Terrell. Uh, when Marcella was five, she'd go out in the fields with her father while he worked. Tragically, mm. one day in 1893, she did not come home. Oh, no. Now, Marcella was killed in a farming incident while under the supervision of her father. Mm. And he was drunk. Ooh, men. Am I right? <laughs> men. Clara blamed her husband, obviously, Leonard, for Marcella's yeah. Yeah, death. Yeah, fucking should. What are you doing? You ran your child over with a grain thresher? Well, because I mean, you were drunk? When you loosen child labor laws. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be seeing this in Arkansas. They're doing that candy all over Candy ladies the will be popping up all over the place. Yeah, we're going to have can more candy ladies than Candyman. Thanks. You know, I mean, that's good, I guess. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm a feminist, so I think there should be the same number of candy men and candy No, ladies. I'm just saying, what would you be more scared of? Like a rash of candy men or a rash of candy ladies? Based on what Well, you tell know. me more about the candy okay. ladies. I, I barely point. know about them. Now, she stewed in anger and hatred of her husband for two years before deciding on her revenge. Okay. She made some special caramels, because the caramels were her husband's favorite, and laced them with poison. Mmm. A lady's weapon. Yep. Classic. Yep. She should have taken a Morningstar and just bashed his brains out just to mess with the trope. Yeah. Morningstar, eh? A ladies' weapon. <laughs> Morningstar. Ladies' weapon, yeah. Uh, he died, the husband, as a result of eating the lethal candy. Uh, the following yep. day, a neighbor came by to check on Clara after noticing her, quote-unquote, shaken and, friend and in a frenzied state. Yeah, I uh, probably probably feel weird after that. Yeah, she's, I mean, she was definitely traumatized. Yeah, it seems like, uh, yeah, she's got a lot going on, and I don't think she's processing it in a healthy way. No, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Clara was taken into custody after becoming aggressive towards County Sheriff Fred Springer. Yeah, good old Fred's on the job. I like that they have that. You're detail. under arrest. <laughs> you look shaken and frenzied. I don't want any shaking or frenzy. You're under arrest for hysteria. <laughs> Put her in the hysteria tank. Clara was with all the other women in town. Clara was discovered and charged. And that's with, what we call society. <laughs> Clara, Clara was discovered and charged with first degree murder. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, you could probably get away with, like, a, a an emotional disturbance defense. Yeah, or, I mean, there's a lot you could do there. I mean... A, a temporary insanity. I don't know first-degree murder, because, I mean... Well, I guess it is premeditated if it's poison, but in the yeah. you know in the moment where she began the process of poisoning him, it, you can argue that she was in a, it was a crime of passion that she began doing that. I would, I would say that would meet that definition <clears throat> if, like, she saw him... Like, she's found out her daughter was dead and instantly started making caramel. That began the process. The That's not premeditated to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you, you would need to have a really tight 
timeline on those two things. And I think they took that into consideration because instead of going to jail, the court sentenced her to the North Texas Lunatic Asylum. Okay, yeah, she's just, uh, she's having a rough day, like I said. Well, can you imagine that you got the note you're going there? The North Texas Lunatic Asylum is not a great name. What about what about if you were good. feeling depressed and, and your mom and dad were like, we think you should spend some time at the North Texas Lunatic Asylum? Uh, is there anything in South Texas? <laughs> the South Texas Lunatic Asylum, probably. Uh, okay, let's try it. How about, the, how about the East? Well, that's where they have the Relaxation Wellness Clinic. Ooh. Um, she stayed, They're booked. She stayed at the Texas, uh, North Texas Lunatic Asylum until 1899. All right, so about how long was that? Um, six years. Okay. That's a good chunk of change. It is, especially, you know, I mean, listen, you know, back then they didn't always make it, you know, they, there was overcrowding, you know. You, you, yeah, you know, she yeah. Did Let, serve- let's see what she's like. Let's see, if she, let's see if it did her any good. During her stay at the asylum... Clara's doctors noted that she shredded her bed sheets and made a doll out of the fabric, which she called Marcy. Okay. Which was well, her daughter's nickname, which you said. Hey. And hey, that's that's an understandable thing for a grieving mother to do. Yeah, if you're if you're crazy. Yeah, if you're having a psychotic break. Right, yeah. I mean, not a healthy thing for a grieving mother. No, but it, I mean, it's certainly it's not like it doesn't make sense. It's not like she started saying she was Napoleon Bonaparte. You know, it's like, oh, she made a little doll for that's like her daughter because yeah, her daughter's it's, dead. It's equal. In, I get it. It's equal in dangerous pathology to claiming you're Napoleon. I I don't know. It it depends on whether or not you know dolls. I feel like as therapeutic devices. And any anyway anyway. <laughs> Clara would speak and sing to her doll as if it were her true daughter. In a okay, le- that might be a bit much. In a letter to her sister, Clara talked about her life at the asylum and how she would be released soon. Uh, would you like to hear? Yes. <clears throat> Dearest Aggie, I am elated. I have been informed by Dr. Matthews that Marcy and I will be returning home in less than three weeks. No. Oh. As you can imagine, Marcy will- can barely contain her excitement. Every mm. night she asks, is tomorrow the day when we go home, mother? Very soon I will be able to tell her yes. Our stay here has been somewhat of a trial, though I've been grateful to the good doctor and his staff and their dedication to our treatment and recovery. Leonard's death has put us in such a severe state of melancholy that I fear we would never escape. These past few years have been more difficult than any in my life, and my dear Marcella, after all that she has had to endure... Has become my strength, my flame of hope. Okay, so maybe not as healthy as I had hoped. Yeah. Uh, might be might be over-relying on this. I mean, it'd be probably more healthy if she treated her as a dead daughter, the doll. Oh, like, oh, this is my daughter's corpse? Yeah, I made, a, I uh, made my daughter's corpse. Yeah, that... You, you know, know what? I, I, I shouldn't say a word because if my daughter died, God forbid, a million times, I would kill myself. So she's yeah, dealing better yeah. than she's dealing better than I would. So you know what? What am I even talking about? I would literally kill myself. Yeah, I I, I have a lot of sympathy for this. Yeah, movie. I would literally just hang. I would shoot myself in the head. So I I nothing she does is you know what? I take I take everything I said about her back. Well, fair enough. What happens to her next in her poor state? No, we have to start at the beginning because I took everything back. Okay, all right. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. 
1899, Clara was released from the asylum due to overcrowding. Since she was okay. presented as well behaved, since she presented as well behaved and soft spoken, her doctors felt she wouldn't be a threat to anyone outside Fair of enough. the asylum. She's not hurting anybody. She just thinks this doll that she made out of bedclothes is her living daughter. But she also did murder someone. She did murder someone. We don't think she's going to murder anybody else. Yeah, I guess think... that was a, you know, she did murder the guy who killed her, got her daughter killed. So, yeah, it I mean, seems pretty specific. Yeah. After she was released, no one knows what became of Clara. Mm, probably died. <laughs> probably couldn't deal with it on the outside. Yeah, probably didn't have a lot of strong uh, societal resources around to help her, uh, you know, make it to that next step. Yep, got to have a safety net. Yeah, there was probably just nothing for a homeless, insane woman that could really do in Terrell, Texas. So, or now. now or now, probably. Yeah. I don't know what the infrastructure's like in Terrell, Texas, but I'm going to guess not robust. So did Clara become the candy lady? Or maybe she became the candy lady. That's another very legitimate option. I think uh, one one thing I think is she she was trying to replace her own daughter with the children she was taking. Oh, so she's taking children now. Yes. What do you mean? She of, was the, the one. Time yes. She was taking children. Yes. So now she's taking children. Now's the part where she started. Right. Taking children. Now, now's when she became the candy lady because she was a murderer. And now the idea is she became the candy lady who be- took the eight children. And that was like 30 years after she was released from the asylum? No, because the kids started disappearing in 1903, which is. Oh, oh well, yeah, years. that's much tighter. Yeah, okay. It's, it works out. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that sounds like that's her. That, I, I mean, fact. <laughs> all right. True story. Case closed. On to the donkey lady. Many older folks would warn naughty children not to take candy from strangers or else the candy lady would get them. Yeah. That's that reminds me of Candyman when the, the little black kid is talking to Helen and she's like, uh, rat out everyone in the projects to me. And he goes, I can't, but the Candyman to get me. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, similar moment. vibe. Yeah. She yeah. really does him wrong, too, because then she tells the police everything. Uh, so now yeah. let's move on to the Donkey Lady. Donkey Lady, part two. Well, the it's part dose. one of the Donkey Lady. Part one, uh, part 2.1, yeah. Donkey Lady. The Donkey Lady is a vengeful spirit of San Antonio, Texas in particular. Hey! Texas. Go Spurs. We uh, love yeah, the Spurs. Go Spurs. Go Tim Duncan. Classic basketball player. Can you name any Spurs currently? No. <laughs> okay. Texas, I mean, I, I probably can't. Texas has plenty of ghost stories, but one of the oldest mm-hmm. and most popular that of, is that of Donkey Lady Bridge. Donkey Lady Bridge, awesome. The bridge itself is just a short drive from San Antonio and hosts one of the most terrifying apparitions that Texas has to offer. Um, There's a couple versions. Is it the Donkey Lady? Supposedly, it all started when a farming family living outside San San Antonio met a horrific end. Oh, no. A powerfully politically connected stranger came across the family in his travels. Okay. The family kept a beloved pet donkey. Just a wandering politico. Yeah. <laughs> he was. It's me, James Carville. <laughs> I'm just walking across Texas. Tucker Carlson happy, happened upon a farm. <laughs> I'm just asking no, questions. Do, Why? He's just got to do something. Why do you have he's a donkey? Do, it seems like he's going to have a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, really. Uh, he'll find something to be horrible at. Oh, I'm sure. The family kept a beloved pet donkey, and for no reason at all, the stranger began to beat it mercilessly, 
until the farmer's wife intervened and came outside to chase him away. Well, fair enough. Humiliated by the encounter, he returned later that night and set fire to the family's home. This guy's a psycho. Yeah, well, that's the idea. He's a total psycho. He's wandering politicos. (laughs) Well, I mean... Listen, this sounds right. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, it, it all checks out. Uh, the Stay fi- safe out there. The fire killed the farmer and the children. Watch out for Sean Spicer. I hear he's on the move. <laughs> Brian Stelter. You don't like that one? Yeah. Brian Stelter doesn't work? I don't, I don't remember who he is. Uh, CNN, I, bald guy. Fair enough. Don Lemon has time on his hands. It's true. He could be wandering right now. Politically connected... And ready to beat your donkey to death before returning to set your house on fire. <laughs> Did you see uh, Don Lemon yelling at Vivek Ramaswamy, that weirdo Republican guy running for uh, the Indian dude running for president? Uh, no, I did not see. He that. was like, "Hey, Don Lemon, uh, the um, war, uh, the Civil War was fought so black people could have guns, and that's why they have the, all their free. That's why they got all their freedoms." And Don Lemon goes, "We don't have all our freedoms still." And he goes, the Civil War was not fought to give black people guns. And the guy goes, you you are not giving, you shouldn't speak on this. Like, you don't understand. He goes, I'm a black man. You don't tell a black man about how to be a black man in America. And the guy goes, um, I think this conversation, anyone should be able to speak no matter what color they are. And I think you're being, you know, a small-minded. And Don Lemon got so mad. And that's one of the reasons they fired him, because he got into that fight. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly sympathize with Don Lemon in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't understand why they didn't let him tear into the guy. was a moron. Yeah, yeah, they should have backed him up on that. Yeah, I totally think so. And Don Lemon's not a great reporter, but he's, you know, he was right. But he would, yeah, he was right to do that. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, that's facts number three. Yeah. We're going to... The farmer's, those, you know, the farmer's wife... We called wife, an audible on facts. The farmer's week. wife chased away uh, the Politico. Now, okay. humiliated, he set, you know, I told you, set the house on fire, killed the farmer yeah. and the children. The mother, though, <clears throat> uh-huh. willed her way through the blaze mm. and forced her way out of the house, screaming like in agony. Like lifting a car off a toddler. What? Yes, exactly. Except yes. the kids were already dead. Yeah, too late, though. Her body was disfigured by the torturous blaze. Her face melted into, the form, into a form resembling a donkey. Oof, she realized her family was gone and her life was over, so she just kind of fell into the river, uh, casting one last cursing glare over the town. However, and her also body, being set on fire, I bet getting in that water felt pretty good. I think it was like her dying moment. Still, still, I bet it felt pretty good. I bet it felt awful because she was burning. Like, no, yeah, but the water. I bet the water part felt. Pretty I don't. Good. I don't think anything feels good when you have like third degree burns. Probably not. I, I mean, Except what's the difference between being war. on fire and not being on fire once you already have the burns? Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. I guess you'd rather not be on fire. I guess you're right. Yeah, no, I just think it would be like, it would be like cooling for like, like half a second. You'd be like, ah, ah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see. You know what? I take it back. You're right. So her body, though, was never found. Mmm. Now, some. Piranhas. Some assert that this story originated in the 1800s, like the one I just told you. Mm-hmm. Others think this whole thing, the donkey lady, started in the 1950s. Mm, yeah. According to the second variation of the story, it wasn't the stranger or a politico who caused the fire, but the farmer himself. 
No, he set himself on fire. In this iteration, the farmer either goes insane or just wants to murder his wife for insurance money and sets fire to his home, murders his children, and leaves his wife horribly disfigured. Ah, so he got out alive in this version. Her fingers were melted down to stumps, creating hoof-like appendages, and the skin on her face was charred and gave her face an elongated, donkey-like appearance. Grieving the loss of her children and betrayal of husband, she haunts Elm Creek and torments those who try to cross the related bridge. Okay, that's where the donkey lady bridge comes in. Exactly, and people of all ages head out to that bridge to try and catch a glimpse of her. Uh, People experience the jitters and feelings of being watched, and others claim to have seen something out there resembling a donkey creature. All right, I think think my friend Ash has mentioned... Donkey Lady Bridge. I'm going to text her really quick. Do and if it. she responds, we'll put it in the episode. That would be awesome. Ash is a great friend of the show and a great friend of Shibble and I. She's wonderful. Yes. Uh, all right. Hey, <laughs> if you could tell me. I would have started off saying, thing hey, recording right now. Donkey Lady Bridge. What would it be? Recording right now. All caps. What if she writes back something really like like serious about her life? Well, then I will have to make a judgment call. Oh, you have to read it either way. Yeah, but I might edit it out. Oh. I know, I'm a party pooper. So, um... Uh, folks have claimed to witness a creature with a donkey's face screaming at them from the window and, uh, like, through the windows of their cars. Mm, okay, Jesus. And they found hoof-like indentations also on their cars after coming back to them. Hoof-like, but not hoof. Well, I mean, they're not pros, so they're saying they're hoof-like. I mean, if they were, okay. if they okay, were but Pocahontas like a... or another tracker, they'd be like, they're hooves. Pocahontas? Wasn't she a tracker? Uh, I believe she was a translator. Who was the... Uh, Sacagawea. Yep. She was a tracker. Is that oh. racist? Yeah. Uh, yes. To mix up Pocahontas and Sacagawea? Yep. Wow. My apologies to the entire famous Native American community. Uh, so, uh, she says... Oh, this is a, f- a fun fact about Donkey Lady Bridge. Uh, there was a number to call... Where you could hear her hooves on a wooden floor. That's true. Uh, she was given it at school, but she never called it. It was a local San Antonio number. Let's call. Uh, I don't think she still has it. Oh. But I'll ask really quick. So, I mean, everyone feels as though they're being watched. And um, that's the feeling you get of just general terror when you're on that bridge. And that's the end of the donkey lady story. Wow. Two great stories in one episode. What a twofer. <laughs> Two for Tuesday. Yes. Coming up next, we've got the worst twofer of them all. It's Rush. <laughs> uh, so this whole situation sounds crazy to me about the two of these ladies, these two ladies. They both sound so crazy, but can they love? Oh, 
werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. And this might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? Now, <clears throat> I think that both of them can love. You think they both can? I mean, they both canonically did love at one That's point. That's what I'm saying. They are both experienced at loving and love so much that it became a curse almost. That love led to their predicaments. It's true. That's fair. I mean, they did... Uh, uh, she loved her daughter... Marcy so much that she did uh, both kill her husband and eight more children, <laughs> uh, which has got to be weird. Uh, and of course, the donkey lady was set on fire, but she did have kids, and I'm going to hope that she loved them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I I'm going to say obvious. they both at least are capable of loving their children. I think they proved it just in the general lore. Fair enough. Uh, what would your dream first date be with these two wonderful ladies? I think they both gone through a lot physically. It's true. So I would They're go both dead. for a makeover. Okay. Album, uh, yeah. I think they would like to reclaim some of their former, you know, glory. And I think when you, when you look like the way you want to look, you feel better. I know because I feel terrible. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to say... Let's head down to the roller rink. Oh, that's great. Let's have some fun. That seems like a good group date. Does the audience know that you used to work at a roller place? Uh, Well, I used to announce for the roller derby. Yeah. uh, But I actually do not know how to roller skate, I don't think. I don't know how to roller skate I bet I could muddle my way through, but I think I would not do it very well. I don't know how to Uh, do it either. I mean, why? Why would you? But can they fuck? That sounds crazy, but can fuck? Yes. Oh, wait. You think they no, can still no, fuck? No, no, no. I take dead. it back. I think they could fuck as humans. I think now they're so full of rage that they don't have any interest in that anymore. Yeah, I think I think so. All right, just uh, Ash does not have the number anymore. Oh, uh, okay. All right, but I tell her thank you. Uh... So, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to say they no longer are uh, going to be doing any fucking. I think their libidos have dropped since they've been yes. burned alive. Since they've been ghosts. Yeah, since they've become vengeful spirits. That that does a number on the libido. Yeah, you tend, it tends to, yeah, really, you just don't have the will. You know, you plan on it, but then it comes to be the night, and you're like, I'd rather just go to bed. Although Candyman you know? is a vengeful spirit, and he seems very Dracula romantic. No, he's very horny. Candyman is a very different situation. But he's a vengeful spirit, just like them. He's also a vengeful spirit. Okay, so could we picture these two being that style of vengeful spirit? No, because I don't think so, more... because their origin is has no romance in they're it. They're more like Bloody Mary. Yeah, they're more... Yeah. If 
if they had died like in defense of a loved one. Yeah. But they had died like I think they could like they're the ones who like you could they wouldn't hurt they might save a child. They're but more they would La kill adults than Candyman. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no fucking with those two. Sorry, people that like to fuck ladies. <laughs> it's fight night. Ding ding ding. Fight. Okay, so the donkey lady and the candy lady. Both of them. Versus prime seven foot one, 330 pounds, Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, so let's talk about powers here. Okay. Let's talk about fighting ability. Yes. Here. Let's talk about what, what do we got in the pros column? One can float. The, the one can float. The candy lady can float. Candy lady can float. She donkey can, lady. She can suck blood. The candy lady. Candy lady sucks blood. Okay. Donkey lady's scary looking. She's she is very intimidating. They There's both have factor. the powers of spirits. Like I'm sure they could disappear and reappear, and they have to become corporeal form to do damage. Probably. Okay, so they could fight in the style of like a night crawler. Yes. Or or a kitty pride. Yeah. Uh. Well, yeah, somewhere in a cross, but, uh, okay. Would they be that nimble? I don't think so. No, they're old, too. Yeah, and they strike me as those sort of shambling a little bit more. But maybe with sudden lunges, that kind of vibe. They strike me as moving like Japanese horror movie, like the grudge ladies. Or the okay. ring ladies. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Uh, so, yeah. Bloop, 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 yep. bloop, like that kind yep. of vibe. Um, you know what? But they're in an octagon. Yes, always an octagon. All right, then I'm going to put it on Shaq. Yes, I you are Shaq's absolutely correct. Because <laughs> she's going to, you know, they're going to try and take him from behind. And, and he's just going to back them into uh, one of the corners of the of the octagon and just keep slamming them. You know, he's just, he's going to, his strength is just going to be too much for them to overcome. There's no way I'm going to lose to the donkey lady or the candy lady. No, no. Even the both of them together, Shaq. I don't think they've got you. No, even two of each. Uh, next no. up, we have the donkey lady and the candy lady versus Lady and the Tramp with rabies. Okay. Rabie lady and the tramp. <laughs> yeah, rabies lady and the tramp. Okay. Rabies is a tough disease. It is and bad. And boy, it makes a dog mean. And afraid of drinking water. Yeah. Um. That said, what would a ghost be doing? Okay. Trying to drown them, I assume. And they don't like water, but nah. Yeah. Ugh. They'll stay away from water. Oh, yeah, this is a toughie. This is a toughie. I'm going to put this one on the ladies. I'm going to put this one on the ladies. Okay, understandable. It's ladies' night. It's ladies' night. And yeah. we have the donkey lady and the candy lady verse two ghosts that died just as happy as they did unhappy. Okay. But they're still ghosts. Yeah, they're they, also they dead. Didn't, yeah, they didn't move on to the next realm. Despite no, they're so happy they stayed. 
Oh, okay. Wow. That's pretty good, then. One of them died during, like, they were like 100 and saw they were at their birthday party for 100 years. And their whole family was there giving them a hug. All right. Okay, yeah, I'm going to put this one on uh, the happy ladies. I'm going to put this one on the died happy really? ladies. Really? Yeah, I think. Love conquers all. Yeah, I'm going to call them the vegetable lady <laughs> and the horse lady. <laughs> you think horses are good and donkeys are bad? Yes. <laughs> okay, we have the donkey lady and the candy lady versus donkey from Shrek ridden by Candyman. Ooh, okay. Well, have have any Murphy and Tony Cox done a movie? Hey, again? Candyman! <laughs> they should. Donkey, <laughs> be my rider. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to put this one on Donkey and Candyman. I like their vibe. I do. I like that. That's a good buddy comedy. Yeah. Okay, we've got the Donkey Lady and the Candy Lady versus the Witch from Hansel and Gretel. Ooh, okay. Famously building her house out of candy. Mm -hmm. But you know what? She got taken down by two, like, toddlers. I'm going to have to put this one (laughs) on uh, the, the ladies. That's MMA math. I like it. Uh, next, yeah. we have the Donkey Lady and the Candy Lady versus Vin Diesel from that Witch Hunter movie. Oh, okay. The last Witch Hunter. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Yes. I uh, I don't think I saw it. I liked it. I, I'm sorry. I kind of liked it. Hey, that's okay. I you like don't need witch to movies and magic movies and stuff. It's it's fantastic. You do. Yeah, you, you do love a world of wizardry. I do. Uh... Did you see the new Dungeons and Dragons movie? I I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons, so I you don't need to really. Uh, you I hear watch it's the very movie? good. Yeah, would I learn about yeah. it or? You might learn a little bit more about like some of the in story elements. It's not like you're watching people play Dungeons and Dragons. I think that the game I play on my cell phone, Empires and Puzzles, is probably very similar in mechanics to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, well. Tough to say. Probably not. It has mana and hit points and defense. There's no mana in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, uh, oh, that's there, something. Else. Defense could be any number of different things, uh, and that's more. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> I we love getting... when you get off track on that. Okay, Vin Diesel. And, uh, yeah, uh, Vin Diesel's got him. Okay, the because of uh, family and the Candy Lady versus D- Vin Diesel not playing that part. Okay, just himself. Yes, the amazing, multi-talented actor and director of the classic short film Multifacial. What? He directed a short film called Multifacial about how he uh, would go in for different uh, races for different casting calls and like one day he'd have to be Italian the next week he'd have to be a Mexican guy the next week he'd have to be a black guy and he'd read all the roles and he would just do whatever they wanted and he made a short film about that's it. interesting yeah it wasn't bad and it was his calling card that got him noticed by Spielberg and that got him in Saving Private Ryan and that launched the rest of his career so I'm gonna put that on Vin Diesel also famous Dungeons and Dragons player really he's cooler than I thought yeah he's great okay Two more. The Donkey Lady and the Candy Lady versus Wokeness. Okay, that's, uh, I mean, I'm going to catch in the classic trap here. Define Wokeness. Uh, Awareness of systematic racism. 
All right, I'm going to say wokeness has got them both. You are correct. Uh, last but not least, we have the donkey lady and the candy lady versus the honky lady and the sandy lady. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Sandy from Greece. Ooh, R.I.P. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, that not was going to be very helpful here. Yeah, No, so she's dead gonna... in the battle. It's her corpse. Oh, okay. Oh, so she's also a ghost? She's a ghost, yeah. Okay. That's why she's the Sandy Lady now? Right. Instead of being Olivia Newton-John, that, she came you, back as the ghost of her character? You caught on. Okay. Uh, and But Marjorie Taylor Greene is still herself. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to put this one then on the Candy Lady and the Donkey Lady. I agree with you, Shibble. And that was Fight Night. Wow, what a fight. Oh, what a night. Late December back in 63. What's that from? Oh, what a night. Yeah, that's okay. Late December back in 60. Who sings that? uh, It's not Chicago, is it? It might be Chicago. I don't know. Boston? (laughs) No, not Boston. I'm just naming cities. Uh, Yeah, it's not Tempe. (laughs) Uh, I got to tell you, I'm quaking in my boots here. I see you. you. You look uncomfortable. These stories that you're telling me are nightmarish there's a woman coming for our children yeah there's a woman whose face is so horribly burned (laughs) she looks like a donkey (laughs) are they real is real check it bavakasha hey Hey. um you know shibble some say that these are just stories to frighten children away from, you know, bridges because there's water and, the, you know, a lot of kids drown, you know, and that's dangerous. Yeah. And, and also, you know, you want to keep kids away from candy because sugar's not really great for kids. Um, and also sugar, from strangers that offer them candy. Yeah, strangers offer you candy. That's not good. I mean, candy can lead. It's a gateway drug, really. Look at or me. Or they could be trying to kidnap you. Right. You could you could get kidnapped. Candy is That's what I was That's what I me. meant. That's what by gateway. I meant that it's a gateway to kidnap. Oh, oh not a gateway to more candy. No, I meant no, it's a gateway Norm- to like kidnap. Normally that's not thought of like I, candy isn't doing it for me anymore. I need to get kidnapped. <laughs> no, no, I just meant that you know when someone has candy, you know it's a doorway and you walk through it, you take the candy all of a sudden oh, you're like in the a back literal of a van. Gateway. Okay. Yeah, it's a gate you walk through. Um, okay. But we know that sugar and water are, are bad and dangerous. But I figure there are easier ways to go about this. Like with my kid, I said, hey, don't go near water without me. And when I wanted her to eat healthy, it, first of all, she was she's a vegetarian, has been since she was 10, but that was her call. But when I wanted her to eat healthy stuff, I just told her to because I'm her parent. So there's yeah. easier ways to go about this and making up ridiculous stories. So I say yes is mm-hmm. real. Occam's razor. Yep. Is real. Wow. Both of them. A two for true Tuesday. <laughs> Coming up next, we're rocking with Dokken. Stick around. <laughs> rocking with Dokken. What song? Uh, first up, obviously, we're going to have Dream Warriors. Right. And then another song that Dawkin did. Can you name another Dawkin song? No. <laughs> Can you name um, another Scorpion song other than Rocky Like a Hurricane? Uh, Winds of Change. Whoa, that was dope. Thank you. What is uh, that like? It, oh, wait, is someone assassinating light. one of us? 
No, that's just a red light from Uncle Monster. Oh, Uncle Monster, how are you? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. How'd you like the episode? I thought it was, I'd give it a solid B. (laughs) Thanks. For best. Oh, you sweetheart, you. What are we going to do in the time until next episode? Maybe you should watch a movie. What what movie, Uh, though? Maybe you should watch a movie called Breakdown. Is that the truck movie? Starring Kurt Russell. (gasps) Tell me. He's a, he plays a husband, <laughs> and they <laughs> they steal his wife, and then they tell him, "I never even saw your wife. You're fucking crazy, man." <laughs> and Kurt Russell's like, "I'm not crazy. Where's my wife?" <laughs> then what? And then he finds his wife. I right, don't tell the whole. You know, people got to spoiler alert. Yeah. I was about to say, they got to watch the movie, you know. Give a- Boy, that sounds like a great one. And is that Uncle Monster 2? Hi, Shibble! Hi, Uncle Monster 2, another twofer. Oh, it's always a twofer at the Uncle Monster Show. What do you got for me this week? If you're a fan of donkey shows, but don't have time to make the trek down to Tijuana, I, for the second straight time, suggest checking out Amazon Prime's Jerry Duty. The hilarious hidden camera documentary starring James Marsden. It's literally the best show I've seen in a while. Just trust me. You know, I've heard good things. It's so good, Shibble. It's like the most feel Have you been good. watching that on Uncle Monster 2's recommendation? I'm I'm seconding it. I can't like it at all. Oh, okay. Oh, you came to it independently. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I can agree with Uncle Monster. I know you too. guys hang out without me. So I, we do. Maybe. I mean, we we. I mean, I have my own opinion. It's not like I'm going with him just because he said it. But I mean, I enjoyed it as well. Is that okay? No, I mean, I guess it's okay if you guys want to go do your own thing. I guess that's fine. I love you, Shibble. Don't get jealous. I know. I'm being insecure. Yeah. And, but listen, all jokes aside. Yeah, Shibble, tell me. I just want to tell the listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I know you're about to press fast forward and go to the next episode or press menu and go out to the menu and do something else. But before you do, while you got your hand on your phone, your hand is on your phone right now. I know your hand is on your phone. Press like, press subscribe. Where's your other hand? Five stars. Your other hand is on your steering wheel. I know you. I know you. (laughs) Listen. Before you crash your car, check us out. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. We'd appreciate it. You can catch us on social media at Uncle Monster Podcast on Twitter, at Mm -hmm. Uncle Monster 6 on Instagram, and of course the big one at Uncle Monster 6 on Patreon, where you can find incredible bonus content, including movie reviews, breakdowns, and early content. And of course, we love you guys. We couldn't do this without you. And we look forward to next time. And the most important thing to remember is... Don't Don't get get spooked. spooked!